It's Divas That Care Radio. Stories, strategies, and ideas to inspire positive change. Welcome to Divas That Care, a network of women committed to making our world a better place for everyone. This is a global movement for women, by women, engaged in a collaborative effort to create a better world for future generations. To find out more about the movement, visit divasthatcare.com after the show. Right now, though, stay tuned for another jolt of inspiration. Hello to all. Welcome to Divas at Care Network. I am Joyce Benning, and I will be your host for this absolutely invigorating, robust lifestyle show. I would first like to thank each one of our listeners that have tuned in live today and the ones that will be listening to the recording on the podcast. I am just so very thankful and grateful for each one of you. And you are all in for a very special, special guest today, as I am just overly excited to have back with me my returning diva, Jenny Jablonski. We talked last month, and she said she would be returning this month, and we are going to be talking, chatting about interspecies, evolution, and communication. Oh my, you are in for a great show today. So Jenny, could you please introduce yourself to our listeners today? Hi, Joyce. Thank you so much for having me back. Um, I am a human and animal soul whisperer. I work with uh, people and their animals to help them where they may not be managing their energy or uh, have some trauma or unresolved emotions or judgments trapped in their nervous system and need uh, just a little bit of help to get over the hump, as it were. Oh, oh, I love that. I love that you're an animal and human soul whisperer. Oh, that is, what a title. That is awesome. I love it. <laughs> well, and you are so welcome. I am so excited for having you back, Jenny. I want to thank you for returning to my show also, because this, this is going to be very special today. And how would you like to start to present to our listeners about interspecies evolution and communication? Well, Joyce, I know I've been on the show three or four times, and I, if I could ask you, have I shared mm-hmm. with you and your listeners how it is I began to work with animals? I do not believe you have. I'm, And if it has been, it's been a while back, and let's... Let's get start there and refresh all of us on how you did, because I always love to hear that beginning journey. Okay, wonderful. Um, so I worked with humans for many years after a lengthy uh, healing and spiritual seeking journey myself, and animals started coming into my human sessions, and they would ask questions, give messages to the humans. Um, they would, uh, you know, ask for support or uh, even offer support to the humans in in terms of uh, in helpful information um, from an outside perspective. Um, aren't we all <laughs> an outside mm-hmm. perspective? And um, so I began to meditate one day, very frustrated and asking my guides, you know, why are these animals bothering me? What What is going on? <laughs> and um, 
this giant horse, spirit horse came forward who turns out she's one of my guides that I never knew existed. And she says, don't you remember we of the horse nation, we guided you on your journey to learning about um, humanness and human nature and human consciousness and trauma and how it is trapped in the nervous system. And we guided you on your healing journey and we guided you to learn the different healing modalities and have the different experiences you had because we are now asking you to apply everything you learned about consciousness to animals because many, many animals now are choosing to evolve beyond the collective consciousness of the soul groups of animals and individuate and have individuated experiences. And I said, oh, no, I didn't. <laughs> I, I didn't <laughs> remember that. As, you know, th- thank you for bringing that to my attention. And I said, but nobody knows I'm an animal communicator. And um, she said, don't worry, we're going to take care of that. So about a year later, it was in 2017, I was woken in the middle of the night and told to go to um, San Diego. And I said, it's one in the morning, I'm not going to San Diego, I don't know anybody in San Diego, why would I go there? I'm going back to sleep. So I went back to sleep about three in the morning, go to San Diego. And I said, I, you know, I don't know who you are, but you're bothering me and I'm trying to sleep <laughs> to go away. <laughs> and then at 5.30 in the morning, really loudly, go to San Diego. And I got up and I said, you know, oh, I'll never go back to sleep now. My whole right night is ruined. What the heck? You know, I went and put on, put on water for a cup of tea and I turned on my telephone and hopped on Facebook And sure enough, there was a fire in northern San Diego County that had displaced a thousand horses. And I packed my bags and I went to San Diego. And I worked with several traumatized horses. And because of, you know, Twitter and Instagram and um, Facebook and private, um, you know, animal Mm -hmm. lovers groups, horse groups, um, you know, the uh, publicity that the fire was getting, um, the work that I was doing became, um, well, it was shared a lot. And people were commenting in private books, uh, it, groups, you know, unbeknownst to me, there were people talking about me behind the scenes. And within months, I had like 200 uh, animal communication clients. Oh, so, my. So the horse... Spirit guide was right. They took care of everything in letting the world know I was an animal communicator. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yes, they it, did. It, and it turns out, you know, she was right. Just about everything I learned about human trauma and and belief mm-hmm. systems and emotions and judgments and fears in my world also applied to the animals. And I, I strongly believe that because of my background in awareness of my humanness and, you know, how my psycho-spiritual apparatus works and being as clairvoyant, clairsentient, cognizant, clairaudient as I am, uh, I was able to sort of perceive the, uh, the animal, uh, luminous arc, 
architecture, psycho-spiritual apparatus, and and work with them to determine how they were expressing their gifts and abilities and uh, talk to them on many different levels. And um, so I really enjoy that quite a bit. And I definitely could not do what I do with the animals had I not had all of that human experience on the way, for sure. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, that is quite a beginning to your journey of working with going from humans to also working with animals and how the animals, the horses, had guided you through all this. And then to San Diego, oh, my word, that is, that is just a beautiful story. I love it because it's so, it's so true. The animals come through in so many ways and tell you the directions to go if we just open our hearts and listen. They, they are right there helping us all the time. It is, oh, that is a beautiful, beautiful story. I love how you got started in it. I, I love it too. And it's so helpful um, to have this knowledge. And, you know, so many mm-hmm. people um, just love animals just so deeply, uh, have, have mm-hmm. such a, a reverence for animals. Um, but then there's a... a tremendous lack of that in our world as well. And so, you know, those of us who adopt the, you know, rescue dogs or rescue horses or, you know, take in the troubled uh, dogs that have behavior problems, et cetera, um, you know, this type of skill and this type of awareness can be very, very helpful in these circumstances. Oh, Oh, how I agree with you totally. It just opens up a whole new new door to be able to help these animals in so many different ways because they're reaching out to us if we will just open our hearts and listen to what they're saying to be able to help them. Now, we had talked just very briefly at the end of our last interview on different ways that people can receive information from animals. Do you want to touch a little bit on the different ways that uh, information can be received and that you can communicate with the animals? Um, Yes. Well, uh, one of the most helpful ways uh, sort of overlaps with the way I teach humans to become more self-aware within themselves and to, I call it self-inquiry, to begin to um, be more uh, self-aware of our own energy and connect with our guides and connect with our own soul or higher self, whatever your preferred language is. And the exercise that I share with humans is uh, for themselves, for their own evolution, is very similar to what I would share with humans if they wanted to um, connect uh, in in a way that is um, more uh, clear, uh, you know, with, with their own animals. And that is through breathing, through grounding, through holding uh, the intention, obviously, to do uh, what it is you're you're setting out to do, so giving giving ourselves permission, you know many of us and I venture to guess a uh, majority of your clients or like me, possibly like you, 
You know, when we were young, we talked to trees and plants and animals and had our psychic abilities, but we got shut down or we shut Mm -hmm. them down or we were told it wasn't real, it wasn't true, and we should just be quiet and, you know, not use our abilities Mm -hmm. or people would think we were strange or what have you. And so a lot of us have not given ourselves permission to use our abilities, to be able to hear, to be able to see, to be able to um, perceive multidimensionally. So that's a big hurdle, I think, for a lot of us. Uh, Sometimes we call ourselves empathic, which is um, sort of a ubiquitous misnomer. Sometimes uh, we're called highly sensitive persons, which is a the Western model of, you know, psychotherapy. Uh, it's sort of a box that is very, very limiting, and there are very few options to support people like that. Um, but giving ourselves permission is the first place I would start, and I offer this to all of my clients uh, that I work with to use affirmative statements such as, I give myself permission to heal. I give myself permission to change. I give myself permission to remember the truth of who I am. I give myself permission to once again access my psychic abilities. I give myself permission to feel safe doing this. Now, when we make these affirmative statements, it may bring up the emotion and judgment and fear surrounding why we shut down our abilities in the first place. But um, I'm pretty sure we all have these abilities. We've just (laughs) forgotten. And, um, you know, we are ancient souls. And so we definitely uh, have uh, some experience of, um, you know, using our abilities in the past and having it not gone well or you know, potentially just our childhood in this life. So giving our higher selves permission to communicate with us, um, giving our inner child uh, permission to sort of let go of the reins, uh, so to speak, (laughs) and Mm -hmm. to allow us as the adults to to manage our abilities. Oftentimes it's our inner child who shut down uh, our abilities, who really erected, constructed tremendous uh, blocks, just turned the switch off uh, because it was not helpful when we were a child to perceive a lot of the um, uh, other things in our world that most people don't see. So giving permission is number one. Then number two, I uh, I would go to an exercise very similar to what heart mass shares, you know, breathing in through the nose, out through the mouth. Uh, I don't know that heart mass speaks about grounding. Um, I'm a certified uh, um, practitioner. You would think I would remember that, but um, I would add in grounding, you know, earth energy up to the chakras in our feet. A lot of people don't talk about that. They um, more focus on the grounding cord. That actually orients us to the planet we live on. It It is not where the exchange of earth energy takes place. That happens in the chakras in the bottom of our feet. So um, we, uh, in, you know, encouraging uh, 
a gentle flow of earth energy up through our feet so that we can more easily ground and be present in our body as we are breathing in. <clears throat> we are imagining just pulling life force energy down into our heart space as we inhale. We're inhaling golden life force energy into our heart space and focusing on our heart. It is through our heart um, that we make that connection with our own soul, our own consciousness. And um, that is uh, that is where um, that true connection to, most people would call it the divine, uh, you know, the universe resides. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that process, we can then put our hand on our heart and begin to inquire. Or we can begin to focus on gratitude, something that um, someone that we love, you know, a child, a grandparent, uh, a happy memory, a joyful memory, and feel feel the emotion, uh, at the very least, gratitude, and just sit with that feeling in our own heart space. And it's basically sending love to ourselves and asking our higher self for for help with that because a lot of people on earth haven't experienced pure love, pure joy, the way animals experience pure love and joy. We have experienced, you know, martyr love, controlling love, um, you know, other types of uh, distorted sort of ownership or love born of responsibility or, or, or control. So asking our higher self for help uh, can be um can be very, very helpful here. And then once we are sitting with that, with that feeling of gratitude or love or joy, we're thinking about a joyful memory and you can just viscerally feel it within you, radiating within you, then we send that out to our animal. Now, we don't intend to overtake them with it, <laughs> you know, <laughs> intending just to offer it to them as if um, mm-hmm. you would offer a baby blanket to a child who was maybe unhappy or crying. You sort of hold it out <clears throat> and allow them to receive it if they choose within their energy field. So we're offering that gratitude. You know, I'm so grateful that you're my dog or my cat or my hamster or my horse. You know, and I just want to send you gratitude. You know, thank you for coming to live with me. Thank you for allowing me to be your caretaker. Thank you um, for allowing me to benefit from your unconditional love and your presence. Um, And I am here to support you and radiate that to them. And they can receive it if they choose. And... Mm -hmm. Joyce, when I share these types of exercises with people to do with their animals, I often get extremely um, interesting responses back how, about how the behavior of their animals shifts and changes following exercises mm-hmm. such as this. Oh, oh, definitely. Oh, I, I, when you were talking about gratitude and sending it out to your animals, I mean, I'm tell my anim- my horses every day and my animals and my kitties and dogs how much I love them and thank them for being in my family, for choosing me as the one that they are with and that I have the honor and privilege to have them in my life. 
So, yeah, and it does. It is amazing how their attitudes change. It's my mare, I really seen it in. She is just, she's just so much calmer and just so much more loving and she, she loves attention. And I, in the beginning, I wasn't sure she wanted attention and now she loves it. Just, and it's just sending out, like you said, from your heart love to them and being grateful to them and they feel that there's no doubt in my mind that they totally feel it because i've experienced it firsthand with my own and even my little kitties they just snuggle in when you tell them you love them and it's like oh man they feel like they're so at home i have two little strays that showed up here of kitties and the one is just just loves attention that his, she has found a home. The other one still, he's trying to figure out if uh, humans are still the ones he wants to be around. He likes you, but just kind of leave your leave hands off. So he's kind of the one where you send out the love, but it'll be in his time when he comes. But the other one, she just accepted it completely. So, yes, that is, that is so very true, Jenny, on that. I can totally... Say I have experienced that in all ways. <laughs> I I love it. I love it. And you're right. You know, um, a lot of animals do respond differently. Um, there mm-hmm. have been different uh, studies done of animals and their heart rate variability. And um, when people send love to animals, in the uh, scientific experiments, the documentation shows that not all animals, and I'm specifically speaking of horses there with this particular scientific study I'm referring to that was um, uh, under the auspices of heart math and people that work closely closely with heart math, not all horses received the love. Not all horses shifted their heart rate variability. And from my perception, that is um, indicative of a horse who has been traumatized, who is shut down, who has um, emotions, judgments, fears within their heart chakra, a wall around their heart, protecting their heart. Mm-hmm. And um, so, you know, not all animals will respond well. If we continue to do it over time and we don't do it forcefully, the most important thing from my perspective is not to force to have no expectations that they receive it or return it. When we have no expectations, oftentimes, and I talk to animals like this in my sessions, I will say, I'm here to support you, and if you choose not to heal, I'm not going to judge you, and I won't be Mm -hmm. upset. (laughs) If I need to refund your caretaker's money, I will refund your (laughs) caretaker's money. I will not violate an animal's sovereignty. I will not go into their consciousness, go into their memory bank, and retrieve memories that an animal doesn't want me to access. And, you know, unfortunately, some do, some psychics do. You know, we're not all necessarily operating in the same ethical realm. Um, But I, you know, am very aware that a lot of times the trauma, the experiences, the lack of trust of humanity, the lack of trust of be it um, a female abuser or a masculine abuser or just, the world in general, it's very important for us to honor their experience because they, like us, are infinite beings of light with a consciousness. And the sad thing is they don't have a voice. 
They just can't talk about it openly in the way humans perceive communication. They're talking to us all the time, but a lot of us, like we talked about at the beginning of the call, we've shut down our abilities, so we're not all hearing them completely. Right. Oh, oh, this, this is so true. I mean, I... Another instance in myself is I have a horse that came from some abuse and it's taken a lot longer to connect with him. And once you connect, once he opened up and felt he could receive that and I started to understand him better, oh my, it's it's a beautiful journey then. Just like you said, you can you just offer it out and just understand them where they're at too. And yeah, it, there's there's so much to it, and it is so beautiful in so many ways. It's an it's an experience that's that is not even able for me to put into words. The experiences that you can have with them when you connect on a level a soul-to-soul connection with them and your heart-to-heart. It's it's absolutely beautiful with these animals. Absolutely. And more and more people every day are coming forward and having these conversations openly, where before it would have been mm-hmm. taboo. We might have been ostracized. Our family would think we were crazy. Um, uh-huh. You know, and especially in the horse world, you know, traditional uh, horsemen, um, you know, are, are slow to right. these <laughs> Let's just say it's a nice way of saying, you know, they're slow to, you know, um, to seeing things from the perspective that we are seeing things today. But mm-hmm. to that end, Joyce, I'd like to share with you that I am creating my own podcast. Um, I'm going to be launching it in October, and it's uh-huh. going. It is called Interspecies Evolution, and it it oh. will be. Uh, solely to promote a conscious revolution for in, interspecies partnership and an advanced uh, and forward-thinking understanding of communication with animals as, as sentient beings. Oh, Jenny. Oh, that is just, that is just beautiful. Oh, I'm, I'm so excited for you. and so glad you shared that. Now, how will... Um, our listeners be able to connect to those podcasts. What is the be- How will they be able to? Is it through your website, or how will they be able to connect? Uh, yes. Well, I will. Re- I'm going to have a separate website called Interspecies Evolution. There will be a Facebook page, and there will be we'll okay. be um, sending out the podcast on seven or eight different platforms. But there will be a website called Interspecies Evolution as well. Um, I don't remember the extension. Uh, I don't remember mm-hmm. if it is was .com or .tv. Or, I, I apologize for that. But if you just, okay. if someone were to just check out my website at heartofthehorse.us, um, I will have information there about the launching, and it's going to launch uh, Saturday, October eighth. And my first guest is going to be Margaret Coates of the UK. Oh, oh, I'm writing that date down. I am so excited. Oh my goodness. So they can listeners can go to heartofthehorse.us and they right. will find the information on how to connect with the podcast from there for right now. <clears throat> yes, absolutely. That- Thank you so much for allowing me to share that. 
Oh, you are so welcome. Thank you for sharing it. Jenny, this interview has gone so quickly. You have brought so much great information, just just very valuable and beautiful information to our listeners today. And I am so excited that you are starting this Interspecies Evolution podcast. I will definitely be tuning in to them because, oh, my heart's all there. That is beautiful. Thank you so much, Jenny. Thank you again. Thank you, and thank you to the Divas That Care Network. Oh, you are so welcome, and thank you for being part of it. And you have yourself a magical day, Jenny. And I want to thank all of our listeners for listening to this absolutely amazing interview with an absolutely incredible diva, Jenny Jablonski. Please share this show with all your family and friends. Check out all the hosts and their shows on divasthatcare.com. And all of you have a magical day. And remember, thank your animals for being part of your family. Share all your love with them. Give them a great big extra hug today and be kind to all. And until we connect again on Robust Lifestyle, stay strong and healthy. Thanks for listening. This show was brought to you by Divas That Care. Connect with us on Facebook, on Instagram, and of course on divasthatcare.com where you can subscribe to our newsletter so you don't miss a thing.